Shalom to all. Today's office is from Gimel. We are starting 21 lines from the top of the second to last word on the line. And today's office sponsor Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sarah, Basar Yaakov, Maisha, Hernish Shamash, Shadavan Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Mars Rivka, Basar Meir Zev, Hernish Shamash, Shadavan Aliyah. Now we conclude right in the middle of Machlekes between the Chachamim and Rabbi Yesi Rabbi Huda. If one's going to be over two lavim for being with his half sister from his father, or only one lav. Rabbi Yesi Rabbi Huda said he's only chayv one lav of Achaisai, and the Chacham said he's also chayv for Bas Eisha Savicha. Now Rabbi Yesi Rabbi Huda used the pasuk of Bas Eisha Savicha to teach that one is only chayv for a sister if his father had ishos with her mother. But if her mother is a non-Jew or a shifcha, there's no ishos and he has no Esther to be with her. So the Gemara picks up How did the Rabbana know that there's no Esther of being with his sister if her mother was a shifcha or a guy? The Gemara answers They learn it from the Pasuk of As we had said yesterday, this is referring to when we have a Jewish slave married to a shifcha kenanis. His master is allowed to marry him off to shifcha kenanis. However, once he leaves his master, this shifcha kenanis and her children stay with the master. We learn from here that her children are connected to her. They're not connected to the father. Now, Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Yehuda, what does he do with this Pasuk? He says, We need both Pesukim. We need a special Pasuk that teaches about Shifcha and a special Pasuk that teaches about a non-Jew. And Utsrichi, we need both of them. If we only taught you the case of Shifcha, that his sister from a Shifcha is not really considered his sister, that's because a Shifcha doesn't have any Yichos. Chayas means Yichos. We say that the kids of the Shifcha are just considered Avadim. It's not considered like they're genealogically connected to her. However, a non-Jewish woman, she does have Yichos to her father. We find that in Tanakh all over. I might say that he's not excluded from this sister and he would have an Isser to be with her. And if I would say only the Pasuk, I would say it's mitzvah. she has nothing to do with mitzvahs. A non-Jew has no Chiv of mitzvahs whatsoever. She does have a Chiv of mitzvahs. We know that a Shifcha Kananis, even though she's not Jewish, since she's owned by a Jew, she has to keep mitzvahs like a woman. And by the same token, even a non-Jewish male slave has to keep mitzvahs like a woman. So to some extent, they do have Chiv of mitzvahs. I might say that she's not excluded and therefore this brother would have an Isser to be with such a sister. Therefore, I need both of these Pesukim. The Gemara asks, Rabbanon Ashkan Shifcha Vez Chavim According to Rabbanon, we have a Pasuk for Shifcha, but what about a Pasuk for a non-Jew? And Mechitim, if you want to suggest Nechl Mi Shifcha, we should learn it from Shifcha, Hanu Masu Strichi. We had just said that Rabbi Yisrael Yehuda requires two separate Pesukim, so for sure the Chacham also require two separate Pesukim. The Gemara answers, Amar Bechem Shom Rav Shem Reichai. Amar Kar, the Pasuk tells us, Ki Yasser is Benchame Acharai, because he's going to turn your son away from me. And this Pasuk tells us not to marry your daughter off to a non-Jewish man, because Ki Yasser is Benchame Acharai. He's going to turn your son away from me, meaning he's going to turn your grandson, which is his child, away from Hashem. And what do we learn from here? Bincham Yisrael is Kari Bincha. If you have a son who was born to a Jewish woman, then he's called your son. But your son, born to a non-Jewish woman, is not called your son, it's called her son. The Pasuk talks about marrying your child off to a non-Jew, and it mentions both scenarios, marrying a Jewish woman off to a non-Jewish man, or marrying a Jewish man off to a non-Jewish woman. And only in the case of when a Jewish woman was married to a non-Jewish man, do we say that that child is considered Jewish. However, when we have a Jewish man marrying a not-Jewish woman, that child is considered not Jewish. We see from here that the son of a non-Jewish woman is not considered Jewish. Now, once we're on this topic, Amr Vini, he says, that the son of your daughter, but your daughter is married to a non-Jew, that's called your son. That child is Jewish. That if a non-Jew or an Evan has relations with a Jewish woman and a child is born, that child is kosher. Remember, we've had a machlekes about this previously. Is that child a mamzer or not? From the fact that we're saying this child is Jewish, it seems to be that we're saying that this child is kosher. The Gemara says that's not a raya. Nay, the mamzer lehava. You're right. This child's not a mamzer, but kosher nami lehava. This child is not kosher either. Yisrael pasul mikri. He's considered a Yisrael pasul, and this child has an iser 
to marry into kahuna. But now the Gemara asks, how can we use this pasuk of Kiyasar's bin Chemacharai to teach us a general rule that any time a child comes from a non-Jewish woman, so the child's not Jewish, but from a Jewish woman, it's Jewish. This pasuk is specifically talking about the seven nations that live in Eretz Yisrael. It's not talking about all non-Jews. It's only referring to the seven nations that live in Eretz Yisrael. So how could we apply this broadly to all non-Jews? The Gemara answers, Kiyasir, this pasuk that says, he's going to turn your child away, the rabbis call him a serum. That's including anyone who might turn a child away, including any non-Jew, not just the seven nations that live in Eretz Yisrael. The Gemara continues asking, That's good according to Reb Shimon that he darshins the reasoning behind the Pasuk. Anytime a Pasuk tells us something and then gives us a reason for it, Reb Shimon is the one that darshins that we can take this reason of the Pasuk and apply it to something even though the Pasuk didn't specify that. So over here also, even though the Pasuk is specifically talking about the seven nations, since it gives a reason, for he's going to turn your son away from me, so that would apply to anyone who might turn your son away from me, including all other non-Jewish nations, not just the seven ones that live in Eretz Yisrael. So that's okay according to Shittas Reb Shimon. But El Rabbanim and Allahu, how did the Rabbanim know this? The Gemara says, Who's the Tana that argues with the race of Reb Yehuda? Reb Shimon, it's Reb Shimon, which means the Reb Shimon is the Rabbanon. So here we have an answer for the Rabbanon, how they have this Pasuk. They could use this Pasuk of Kiyasr to be talking about all non-Jews because the Rabbanon is Reb Shimon. And now moving on to the Mishnah, Chav Kimelon Beza on the top. There are four Yisurim we have to keep in mind when learning this Mishnah. None of these Yisurim that we're going to be talking about are Chiddush. We've learned about them previously. We're just going to clarify the terminology so that we could say it very easily without having to explain it each time. Number one is Yavama Lashuk. A Yavama is not allowed to marry anyone from the Shuk as long as she still has Zika to the Yavam. Number two, Achais Zikukasai. As long as a Yavam is Zakuk to the Yavama, he's not allowed to marry the Yavama's sister. That's Achais Zikukasai, the sister of the one he's Zakuk to. Number three is Achais Chalutzasai. After Chalitza is done, the Yavam is not allowed to marry the Chalutza's sister or relative. And number four is Chalutzasai or Chalutzas Achiv. After Chalitza is done, he isn't allowed to marry her, whether he wants to marry his own Chalutza or his brother's Chalutza, that's Chalutzasai his chalutza or chalutza's achiv, marrying the one his brother did chalitza to. Now the Mishnah is going to start building cases one on top of another, and if you pay attention, it won't be so confusing, even though initially it might seem confusing, it's really not so bad. So the Mishnah says, Misha kiddish achas achayas, a person who's makadesh, one of two sisters, kiddish. he doesn't know which one he was makadesh. The Gemara is going to talk about how that's possible, but we have one of two sisters that he was makadesh, and he just simply doesn't remember which one. What does he have to do? Nice get lazuva get lazu. He has to give a get to each one of them. He can't consummate the marriage because he doesn't remember which one he was makadesh. So both of them need a get from him. Now let's say Mace. He died before he was able to give both of them a get, and obviously he didn't have any children. Veloy ach echad. And this fellow, whom we're going to call Ruvain, had a brother, and the brother's name is Shimon. So what does the brother have to do? Chalitz l'shtehen. He has to do chalitza to both of them. They're not allowed to marry anyone without getting chalitza. That would be an issue of Yavama l'shok. One of them is Yavama. She has zika to the Yavam, and since we don't know which one it is, both of them need. Chalitza. And the reason why Shimon's not allowed to marry one of them is because he might be marrying the one which is not his Yavama, and he's going to be running into this issue of Achais Zekukasai. Building on this case, the Mishnah continues, Let's say Reuven has two brothers, Shimon and Levi. One of them does Chalitza, and then the other one could do Yibam. The Gemara is going to point out that first Chalitza has to happen, and then Yibam. If Chalitza happens first, we don't have any issues. Let's say Shimon does Chalitza to Leah, the older sister. And Leah was really the one that was married, or that 
accepted Kiddushin from Ruvain. So now the second brother, Levi, marries Rachel. That's not a problem. Rachel just turns out to be the sister of his brother's Chalutza, and that's fine. Let's say Chalitza was performed with Rachel, even though she wasn't the one that had gotten Kiddushin from Ruvain. It's fine. Levi can still marry Leah, because Leah is now his Yivama, and so he's marrying his Yivama. However, if Yibam happens first, it's possible that the lady that had Yibam done to her is really Achazik Ukasai, and as we said, that's a problem. The Mishnah continues building on this case. Let's say Kadmu Vakansu. Both these brothers decided to marry these women, and they didn't do Chalitza. And Maitin Miyadam, we're not going to make these brothers divorce these women. Because even if one of the brothers had married Achazik Ukasai before he was allowed to marry her, once he's already married her, we're not going to make him divorce her. And now the Mishnah continues with another case, very similar, but slightly more complicated. Shnaim Sheketu we have two people that were Mekadesh, two sisters. These are not two brothers. It's not Reuven and Shimon. It's two random people. We're going to call one of them Reuven and one of them Gershon. However, here's the issue, as we had in the first case, neither one knows which one he was Mekadesh. So, each one has to give two Gitin, because neither one knows which sister he was Mekadesh, so therefore he has to give both of these sisters a Get. And continuing to build this case, Mesu, these two men died. Reuven and Gershon died. Reuven had a brother Shimon, Gershon had a brother Kahas. So what do we do in this case? Each brother has to give chalitza to both of these women because neither of these brothers know which one of these women his deceased brother was Makadesh. So therefore, both these women need chalitza from both of these men. Now what about One person had one brother, the other one had two brothers. Reuven had one brother Shemin, whereas Gershon had two brothers Kahas and Merari. So Hayachid, the individual brother, which is Shemin, he does chalitza to both of these women. So now Shimon's out of the picture. And now it's just a class a case like we had in the Rish of the Mishnah of two brothers from the same side falling to these two women. Mashnaim and the two remaining brothers, Kahas and Merari, Echad Chalitz, Echad Miyabim, one of them does Chalitza, the other one could do Yibam. Let's say Kadmu Vakansu, they both decided to get married to these women, and Maitin Miyadam, we're not going to make them get divorced. And now we add another Slav onto this case, Lezeshnaim, Ulezeshnaim. Both of these men, Ruvain and Gershain, had two brothers. Ruvain had Shimon and Levi, Gershain had Kahas and Merari. So Achav Shal Zechalitz Laachas, Vachav Shal Zechalitz Laachas. One of Ruvain's brothers brothers is going to do Chalitza to one of the women, and one of Gershon's brothers is going to do Chalitza to one of the women. So now one brother from each side is out of the picture. There's only one brother left. Levi and Merari are left. Achiv Shalzeh, this one's brother, meaning Levi, Miyabim Chalutzase Shalzeh, he does Yibam to the one that got Chalitza from the other side meaning he does Yibam to the one that got Chalitza from Kahas. Va'achiv Shalzeh, and this one's brother, meaning Merari, Miyabim Chalutza Shalzeh, he does Yibam to the Chalutza of the other one. He does Yibam to the Chalutza of Shimon. And the reason why the Yibam is permitted is because of Manavshach. Either he's doing Yibam to the one who really is Zakok to him because the Chalitza was done to the wrong woman. And over here, we don't have any issue of Achais Zekukasai or of Achais Chalutzasai. Since each brother is marrying the woman that the other side did Chalitza to, so he's not marrying or now let's say in this scenario, where again, Reuven had two brothers, Shimon and Levi, and Gershon had two brothers, Kahas and Merari, and Kadmu Shnai Vachaltsu, two brothers, Shimon and Levi got up, and they did Chalitza right away. The other two brothers, from the other side, meaning Kahas and Merari, shouldn't do Yibam. Ella, we should bring it back to like what we had in the first case. One does Chalitza, one does Yibam. However, Kadmu Vachaltsu, if both of these remaining brothers, Kahas and Merari, 
did marry these women, and Motsi and Miyadam, we're not going to make them get divorced. Something more begins analyzing how we even got into this mess in the first place. Shma'amina, it seems to be from here, Kiddushin she'en misurin l'biyah have a Kiddushin, that a Kiddushin, which doesn't have a possibility of Biyah, is still considered Kiddushin. So our Havamina over here is that he had no idea who he was Makadesh. For example, these sisters both appointed the same fellow to accept Kiddushin on their behalf. He accepted Kiddushin from this man who stated, I'm being Makadesh one of the sisters, but he never said which sister he was being Makadesh. So in such a case, from the get-go, he wouldn't have been able to consummate the marriage because even the husband himself had no idea who he was Makadesh. That's called Kiddushin She'en Misurin Libya. It's a Kiddushin which is never able to end off in a Bia because he himself doesn't know who he was Makadesh. Now from the fact that the Mishnah requires both to receive a get, clearly it was a valid Kiddushin. So it seems to be we have a Raya that Kiddushin She'en Misurin Libya is a valid Kiddushin. So Gemara says that's not a Raya. Hachamayaskin, what are we talking about over here? At first we didn't know who he was Makadesh and then they got mixed up. It got confusing. We forgot who he was Makadesh. He forgot who he was Makadesh, but really, originally, when he was Makadesh, one of these sisters through her shliach, he did know who he was being Makadesh. And Ekanami, we can redact that from our Mishnah, Dektani, it says, he doesn't know. Velikatani doesn't say in our Mishnah, it wasn't known ever. It was known once upon a time who he was Makadesh. By now, we're a little bit confused who he was Makadesh, so we don't have a riot that Kedushin Shein Mesur and Libya is a valid Kedushin. Shmami, no, that's the conclusion. Now, the Gemara asks, my Kamashmal, what's the Chiddush? That's obvious. Why does the Mishnah have to tell us that? So we answer Sefer Tzrichalai, the Chiddush is in the next stage of the Mishnah. If he died and he had one brother, and that brother has to do chalitza to both of these women. But if he had two brothers, one brother could do chalitza and the other brother could do yibam. And as we said, one brother first has to do chalitza and then the other brother could do yibam. But one brother is not allowed to do yibam first because it's possible that he's going to be encountering a chalitza. It's possible that he's going to end up doing yibam to the sister who never accepted Kiddushin, and therefore he's marrying a Chesikukasai, and that's an issue. That's why you first have to have Chalitza, and only then Yibum. And that's the Chiddush of the first part of the Mishnah. We continue explaining the Mishnah. This was the next case. We had two people, not brothers. Remember, it was Ruvain and Gershon. They were both Makadesh, two sisters, and we didn't know which one they were Makadesh. The Gemara makes the same suggestion. Let's say the Kiddushin Shein Masurin Libya is a valid Kiddushin. Again, the Havamina is that both of these sisters appointed the same Shleich to accept Kiddushin for them. He accepted Kiddushin from these two different men, and we never knew which man was Makadesh, which woman. So perhaps we would say that Kiddushin Shein Masurin Libya is still a valid Kiddushin. The Gemara says, no, that's not a Raya. This is talking about a case where they knew which one they were Makadesh, and then they got confused at the end of the day, and they forgot who they were Makadesh. They cannot meet, we can read like that. Tiktani, the Mishnah says, he doesn't know. Currently, he doesn't know. It doesn't say that he never knew who he was Makadesh. Shmami, no, we see from here, no Raya from Rav Mishnah, Kiddushin Shein Masurin Libya is a valid Kiddushin. The Gemara once again, Asked my Kamashmon, what's the Chiddush of the Mishnah? We already know that. That's not a Chiddush. Once again, the Gemara says, Seifet Shrikhalei, the Chiddush is in the next stage. Mesu, if both of these men died, Lazah Echad, Lazah Shnayim, Ruven had one brother, Gershon had two brothers, Hayachid Chayot Sashtehen, Ruven's brother Shimon, he does Chalitza to both of these women, and then he's out of the picture. Vashnayim, and the two remaining brothers, meaning Gershon's two brothers, Echad Chayot Sashtehen, Miyabim, one of them does Chalitza, one of them does Yibum. The Gemara's Pshita, is that obvious? Hani Resha, that's the same case as the Resha. Once the individual brother, Shimon, does chalitza, so he's completely out of the picture. We have only two brothers remaining, and that's as if there's only one person with two brothers, and that's the same thing as the Rish of the Mishnah. The Gemara says, no, you might have thought that we should be geyser, that even when there's two brothers on one side, one of them should not be allowed to marry one of these women, because when there's only one brother, you might allow him to get married. Kamashman, the Chiddush is, that when there's two brothers on one side, one of them is allowed to marry one of these women. Once again, it has to be that one of these brothers does chalitza, and 
only then the other one does Yibam. Aval Yivumi Bereshaloi, we are not allowed to do Yibam first. The Kapaga Yivam Lashuk, he might end up running to this Isra of Yivam Lashuk. It's possible that he's going to marry the Yivama that's really Zakuk to the other brother. If let's say Kahas gets married before Murari does Chalitza, it's possible that Kahas is going to be marrying the woman from the other side, meaning the woman that Ruvain was Makadesh, and she never had Chalitza, and he's going to be running to this issue of Yivam Lashuk. So first we have to have one of those brothers doing Chalitza. That means that both of these women got Chalitza, and then the remaining brother is allowed to do Yibam. And the Mishnah continued and said, Lazeshnaim, Lazeshnaim, let's say both Ruvain and Gershon had two brothers. The Gemara asked, Hasulamali, what do we have to continue talking about this case for? Hainuhach, that's the same case as the Reisha. You say, no, Malditem, you might have thought, Ligzer, Dilmam, Yabim, Belay, Chalitza, perhaps we're going to allow them to do Yibam without Chalitza. Kamash Malan, the Chirish is, we don't have to be Chalitza that. Now the Gemara asks, Why is this different than the Mishnah we have in the next parak? Four brothers, two of them are married to two sisters. Ruvain and Shimon are married to Lay and Rachel. And the two brothers, that are married to two sisters die without children. The two remaining brothers, Levi and Yehuda, they have to do chalitza and they're not allowed to do yibum. Whereas in our Mishnah, we had said that if these two brothers get up and they do yibum, we're not going to make them divorce their wives. This is a very strong contrast. Our Mishnah says two sisters fall to two brothers and those two brothers do yibum and not chalitza, no problem. But a Mishnah in the next parak tells us two sisters fall to two brothers, they're not allowed to do yibum, they have to do chalitza. Why is that? The Gemara says, Hachi Ashtar, are these two cases really on the top, Hasam over there in that case where we had two brothers married to two sisters. So now two sisters were falling to two brothers. If you want to hold like the Manda Amr that there's Zika, Yesh Zika. So we have an issue of Zika. Each of these remaining brothers, Levi and Yehuda, is Zakuk to both of these women. So neither of them is allowed to do Yibam because it's going to be an issue of And if you want to say that we don't hold of Zika, but there's a different issue of which we had said would be an issue is if we allow Levi to do Yibam, to one of these sisters, Yehuda might not get a chance to be Miyabim, the other sister, and he might die. And then it turns out that that remaining sister didn't have either Yibam or Chalitza done to her, and that's an issue of Asr Levato, Mrs. Yivamin, so that's why they're not allowed to get married. Whereas Hach over here, when we have two sisters falling to two brothers, but the whole case is a suffix, we don't know which sister came from which husband, we don't know which sister really accepted Kedushin from Ruvain, which one accepted it from Gershon. So Kol Chad Vichad, each of the remaining brothers, Kahas and Mirari, that marry these two sisters, Amir is able to say, Didei Kam that he really ended up marrying his Yavama. We have no way to prove it otherwise, and there's no issue of Zika, and there's no issue of Asr Levato Mrs. Yavaman, because it's very possible that he married his Yavama. And therefore, in our case, even though Lechatchila, we're not going to say that the two remaining brothers should marry these sisters, if they did marry the sisters, we're going to allow them to stay married. And just to conclude the explanations of our Mishnah, Kanmu Vakansu in Maitzin, we said that if they got married, so then we're not going to make them divorce their wives. Tani Shila, Shila taught Afilush name Kaihanim. Even if these two brothers, they're Kaihanim, and they're marrying a woman who got Chalitza, we're still not going to say that they have to get rid of her. My time, why is that? Because Chalutza Drabanan he. The whole Isra of a Kain marrying a Chalutza in the first place is just an Isra Drabanan. The Savik Chalutza Legazribu Rabanan. And over here, he's marrying a woman who's only a Savik Chalutza. Even though this woman received Chalitza, it's possible that she received Chalitza from the wrong brother, so it's not considered like she's a Chalutza in the first place. And therefore, the Rabanan were not geyser in such a case. The Gemara asks, Chalutza Drabanan he? The Isra of a Kain marrying a Chalutza is only Drabanan? But Tani, we have a Brysa. The Pazak tells us Grusha, a Kain's not to marry Grusha, and Liala Grusha, Chalutza. I only know that he has an Isra of marrying Grusha, but how do I know he has an Isra of marrying a Chalutza? Tom Lambert says in the Pasuk, V'yisha. So we have a Pasuk that tells us that it's Asa for Kain to marry a Chalutza. How can you say that it's just a Dirabanan? My answer is no, but Dirabanan who? It's really just an Isra Dirabanan, the cross, Machtaba Almahu, and the Pasuk is just a Smach. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with a brand new Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.